Yippee Kaye! Welcome to I don't know why I said it like a like a cowboy, like cowboy. rather than <laughs> I mean Yippee Kaye. He's, he's kind of based on cowboys, right? I guess. I mean, we have a filming... running through line of like which cowboys he's inspired by. So I guess hey, that was warranted. I did that on purpose. <laughs> we are filmmakers cookbook, a podcast where we turn your favorite films into dishes helping you expand your cinematic diets. The show is hosted, as always, by myself, Michelangelo, and... That other guy. So, uh, Christmas is over, I know, we understand. It's it's not even December yet, or it's not even December anymore, but we wanted to finish off this year's Christmas Filmmaker's Cookbook trilogy with yet another film and put it to the test if it is truly a Christmas film and also come up with a dish that best represents that film. Now, I think the first two were a little bit safe. We were like, here's these two Christmas classics. I know that they were mostly, most likely going to be considered Christmas movies. This one's a little bit interesting. There's a little debate behind this one because a lot of people say it is, a lot of people say it isn't. On this episode, we are going to put it to the test and decide definitively. Once and for all. Once and for all is Die Hard. 1988, a Christmas film. Let's find out. It's Christmas Eve in L.A. California. Is Daddy coming home, soon? Well, we'll see what Santa and Mommy can do, okay? A New York cop, John McLean, has come to see his wife. I missed you. Instead, he's going to have to save her. He's an easy guy to like. Come on to the coast. We'll get together, have a few laughs. And a hard man to kill. Bruce Willis, Die Hard. Got invited to the Christmas party. Wasn't that an interesting trailer? I think the trailer is uh, very 80s, 90s, like, in a world where one man gets invited to a Christmas party, got more than he could chew. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those classic 80s, 90s blockbuster trailers. Trailers seem to go through these like trends. Yeah. And as we talked about last episode, the trend we're on currently is everything's a thriller, even if it's not. And everything has to have loud banging music with like a thumping yeah. heartbeat. But anyways, so Die Hard is a 1988 action film starring Bruce Willis, Alan Rickman, and Bonnie Bedelli. 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 Yeah. I don't know. Bonnie I would Bedelia. say... I would say, actually, sorry. This film is starring Bruce Willis and Alan Rickman. Yeah. Uh, and sadly, the sad news, I guess, would be, if you don't know already, Alan Rickman passed away a little while ago. And Bruce Willis... He recently revealed that he's dealing with memory issues. Yeah, I believe some he kind. said that he's not he's going to quit acting, mm -hmm. right? So I'm sorry, everyone, there won't be any... Um, Die Hard 27. Any Die Hard 27s anymore, but doesn't matter because on this one, we're only reviewing the first one, which is the best eh, one. Yeah, I would say the best one. I think the other two and three are okay, but I think this one is definitely, I think, the best one. And also, I think, is the most contention for being a Christmas movie, possibly. I think the second one also might. I think this is the only one that would be considered a Christmas movie, but we'll I see. I believe the second one also takes place on Christmas, though. Maybe? Yeah. Or the third one? It, isn't the second one... Is he still having the issues with his family? I can't. I can't remember. I, don't, I haven't seen the second one in a very long time. So it doesn't. They don't play it after nine eleven. Actually, I think they don't really play oh. Die Hard two anymore. Um, well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, but that after with all the 
plane hijacking and everything. Just another so, thing 9-11 took from us. I would say that even though the second one, I think that would be more interesting as well to also talk about how if the second one or any other Die Hard uh, films are also considered a Christmas movie. But mm, that'll be for next about, year. Yeah, it'll be another year. <laughs> This uh, this time around, we're going to be talking about Die Hard. Do you want to give a summary, Chase? Sure. New York City cop is flying to Los Angeles to be with his family, who he's somewhat estranged from, and for the Christmas holidays. In the middle of that, his wife's company is attacked by a group of thieves slash terrorists slash political <laughs> political people somehow, kind of. <laughs> That part's never really clear. We never really learned why they're doing it other than I guess they want the money for some reason. And then he gets back together with his wife happily ever after, sort of, presumably. Yeah. All right. So let's just jump into this one. I think, you know, everyone's, this is me a perfect episode for everyone who's just finished their holidays. You're traveling back home. Pop it in. It was Die Hard. I just watched Die Hard. Was it actually a Christmas movie? Mm. Um, and now we're going to answer that for you. So... Really quickly to just go over, if you haven't listened to the last two Christmas episodes, we talked about Home Alone and Miracle on 34th Street. Both confirmed Those, Christmas classics. I, I was going to say, Chase, for them to go check it out and find out if they're actually <laughs> Christmas movies, but I guess he's, you already okay. said it. So uh, <laughs> no worries. I think, but in the Home Alone one, we, we debate for a while on what makes up a Christmas movie and we came with our hypothesis and we're putting it to the test for all these films. To go over it briefly, we will say it, we've said it in every one, so if you don't necessarily remember, then here is the breakdown. Pretty much primarily, the movie has to have a, you wanna see this one actually? Primarily, uh, what is the main ingredient, the family one? I think, cause you said it really well always, so I just wanna give it, throw it to you. Yeah, so normally there's like an element where the family is at odds with the main character or vice versa. Uh, and through the course of the film, they end up getting some sort of redemption where they relearn to be grateful for their family and relearn to love each other, basically. Um, and yeah. Yeah. And I think going off of that, thematically, it has to be Christmas adjacent. The mm. themes that Christmas or the holidays bring I think the movie should have similar themes to that. So again, family, uh, redemption of the character in terms of like either being at odds with the family and then kind of joining, redeeming himself or themselves joining back with family or other themes of like generosity and um, happiness and things like that are have to be apparent in the film. The second one is the the movie has to take place over the holidays at some point. Primarily, I would say usually the climax of the film takes place either on Christmas or Christmas Eve. So yeah, I think that is the second one. And then the, I would also add some other things, which would be, uh, like you said before, I think capitalism and like the discussion of capitalism and usually capitalism as a negative putting ne capitalism in a negative light is usually a common thread through christmas films that's those are the last few points i would say we would we said them kind of in order of most important to least important going from like the primary flavor to the you know secondary to ter tertiary flavors but that overall is what makes up the film yeah. a christmas film so, so jumping hard. into it <laughs> what are the elements to die hard what are the ingredients yeah. that make up die hard so what I'm gonna, what I will say is that 
what makes Die Hard so interesting is that in terms of flavor, going off of those things, a Christmas film using that criteria we, we set up, I think a Christmas film normally would meet the flavors of happy as a primary flavor, and then it would have sad and surprise and maybe some fear in there as well. This one, I think it has a lot of similar flavors as a as a Christmas film. However, mm -hmm. I think the amounts of them and the primary flavor and the secondary flavors might be a little different. Also, I think it flips it on its head. It's I think it, it's an action mm -hmm. movie first. Yeah, I think there's the happiness. I would say primarily is only at the end of the film. Uh, once your hero has won and everyone kind of lives a happily ever after i think there's just like those elements of happy at the end but i think mm -hmm. for the most part it's not primarily a happy film no uh, but i do think it, it does something very great at the beginning where it sets up the uh the tension between him and his wife and his family which mm -hmm. that that provides that contrast that we talk about between the sadness and the happiness. And then it just kind of takes a break from that storyline to have this whole action thriller cop defeats terrorists in a building storyline yeah. that then leads into the happy moment at the end. True. It's almost, it's as almost a frame story. A movie that was supposed to be a Christmas film, but then gets interrupted by guns. Yes, exactly. Um, but I think because of that, there is a lot of anger flavors in here, disgust, fear, surprise. I think it it actually hits a lot of the other flavors and some also flavors that normally wouldn't necessarily be found in a Christmas food movie, I would say. I agree. But they would be found in an action movie. Totally. And I think that's what's kind of interesting about this experience, as opposed to something like uh, Miracle on 34th Street which I think is more classically a Christmas movie. This is a little closer, I think, to Home Alone. And I think, I think I've think i literally heard people describe Home Alone as Die Hard with, with a child, which I think okay. is somewhat fair for parts of it, specifically at the end where they're, where he's yeah. battling the uh, robbers. Yeah, uh, this one is a saw for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I think the conception of this movie is leaning more on action movie than Christmas movie. But it is interesting that people for a very long time have con considered it a Christmas movie. And so I guess the question is, are they saying that because they one don't want to watch a real Christmas movie, they would rather watch an action movie or two, is this other element, these, these kind of bookends on this film enough to make it a Christmas movie. That's what we'll decide. Well, I will say this, is that you also usually mention that Christmas movies have, and I forgot to mention this also in the beginning, so I'm doing a terrible job. I think next year I need to write out all these things, this hypothesis. <laughs> I don't know why I have yet to do that again. They always have this ticking, time, this like ticking time clock kind of mm -hmm. up, usually leading up to Christmas or that like, oh my God, it's, it's the holidays. Like we have to get presents. We have to do all these things, right? And this one, it's more literally a ticking time bomb of people are going to die kind of thing. I think the interesting thing, yeah, I think it's interesting because action films and Christmas films have that in common where, where they both tend to have that ticking time bomb. And I think that flavor works really well in both Christmas films and action films, which I think plays to the favor of Die Hard in the debate that it is a Christmas film, because I think that flavor is there 
and it's kind of visually shown differently because it's not like a person running around and trying to find a Christmas present or trying to, you know, save Christmas or something, but it's, you know, more of literally trying to save a, a building full of hostages and mm-hmm. stop a literal time, uh, a literal bomb that's ticking away. Could we talk like to take a slight detour? Can we talk about how great this is as just an action movie? It's a, such a good film that it's rewatchable, which I think also leans into why it could be a good Christmas film, because I think a lot of these Christmas films is you watch with family and you watch together. I would say that it's probably not the best family film because... Depending on how old uh, everyone is. How, that's true. But I think for if you have like a lot of young kids, I don't think I would necessarily recommend this film because of how bloody and how much cursing... And people are literally doing cocaine. So I think think it's it's literally rated R. Yeah. Well, exactly. That's, you know, goes to the point I'm trying to make is that I think it's not necessarily a family film, but I think I could see it for a family that's maybe a little bit older. This is obviously a great action film. And I agree with that, but that's not exactly what we're asking today. If this is an action film or not, we're asking if it's a Christmas film, but we're also trying to break it down. It's flavors. So are you saying that it's, it's flavors don't match? A Christmas film, but it matches an action film? And if so, what flavors do you think this film even has to begin with? I think this film is... So I, I think this film isn't really a Christmas movie. I think it's... People are mostly joking when they say it's a Christmas movie because it has this kind of bookends that I talked about earlier where the beginning sets up a Christmas movie and then the end quickly wraps up in a kind of happy Christmas movie way. But for most of the movie, it's really a action movie, and that's really its primary goal. So it, it has flavors of surprise, flavors of disgust, flavors of anger, flavors of... What are our other flavors? <laughs> uh, surprise, happy, sad, fear, disgust, anger. Fear. Fear is the other one. Yeah, I think it does. I, I will say that I disagree with you and I agree with you. I will, I would agree with you with those flavors. I actually would disagree with you in terms of if this is a Christmas movie or not. I think okay, that yep. thematically speaking or in, in general, just looking at the, the film as a, as a whole and looking, comparing it to our hypothesis of what makes a Christmas film, I think it meets pretty much all of those criteria in some way. Okay. Right. I- it has family moments where it's like he's at odds with his family. Mm -hmm. And then it takes place literally on Christmas Eve. And there's like, obviously all those like Christmas characters, Santa Claus, you know, a lot of the quotes are like Christmas adjacent, or if not blatantly Christmas, they sing Christmas songs in the movie. (laughs) What else? The only thing, I guess it talks about capital, but not really capitalism, but it does have like some of those subtexts. I think it has that 80s confusion about capitalism <laughs> yeah it's not it's not like it's not anti-miracle on 34th street yeah. level of of anti-capitalism but but they do make does, fun of capitalism quite a lot like they have the guy who's the the other executive at the company who's kind of an idiot and who's doing tons of cocaine and yeah. uh you know gets himself killed but then they also have that side where it's like the noble capitalists with the guy who owned the company who dies early on he's sort of like noble capitalism and then they have the robbers um they mentioned that rick uh alan rickman his character had hans gruber was a part of a kind of rebellion in germany of like anti-capitalist freedom fighters or something. Um, True. But then he, they also mentioned that he had left that group 
And that's clearly not why he's he's doing this now. He's clearly doing this just for like greed's sake, basically. But I think it does talk about some of those elements a little bit. And I would say that... It's just all jumbled. Does that not make it a Christmas film? In my mind, I would say that that is what makes it a Christmas film. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it. that's why it's less of a Christmas movie to me. I think for me, it's literally just because it's like there are five minutes at the beginning dedicated to a Christmas movie and like five minutes at the end dedicated to a Christmas movie. And then there's like a little smattering here or there of like Christmassy adjacent things. So there's like maybe altogether 15% of this movie is a Christmas movie, but the rest of it is just pure action. So you're saying that action films cannot be a Christmas film? I think for an action film to be a Christmas film also, it has to have a, a larger percentage of other things than this movie does. And even like something like Violent Night, I don't think really a Christmas movie because it doesn't have any of those examinations. It's just Santa Claus as John McClane, <laughs> basically. But, So it, okay. it feels like maybe, maybe there needs to be like a spectrum of Christmas movies. This is on the low end of Christmas movies. Like it's barely a Christmas movie. And then you have something like Miracle on 34th Street, which is very clearly a Christmas movie through and through. And then maybe like Home Alone falls somewhere in the middle. Gotcha. Closer okay. to the... Miracle on 34th Street side, but still somewhere in the middle. I would be willing to... I would say that from my viewing of the film, again, and doing the research and comparing it to this hypothesis, I would say that it's a Christmas film. And if you're saying that you would maybe agree that it's on the spectrum of a Christmas film, but it takes a lower spot, mm -hmm. I would agree with that. It definitely isn't as blatantly a Christmas film as the other two ones that we've uh, reviewed so far. However, I would categorize it as a Christmas film. And the same way how in the first episode we talked about, we compared Home Alone to Violent Night and how we both agreed that Violent Night pretty much was a Christmas film, but it was borderline a Christmas film. And because of the flavors and themes were slightly off or um, slightly focused differently, or in terms of like the flavors, they were different levels. Mm -hmm. In that way, it's not a, it is a Christmas film. However, I would say, sure, it is lower on the spectrum of Christmas movies, considering the other two yeah. or other three. We lower as in, fun. not like it's a worse film. It's just, it it doesn't yeah, meet yeah. as many of the criteria for a film that is considered a classic Christmas, Christmas. movie. Yeah. Is it a classic film? Yes. Is it a cr classic Christmas film? Barely, if anything. I think I think we're saying the same thing. I think kind we of. got there. We got to a, an agreement in the middle. Great. Um, so I think we've decided, we've already decided if this film is a is Christmas film. Should we then, and we kind of I already decided. I do have one with, question for you though. If this movie wasn't set at Christmas time, which they could easily in the script rewrite this and, you know, set it for, it's a, instead of a Christmas party, it's a New Year's party. Instead of a New Year's party, it's a, it's a, I don't know, somebody's birthday or just a random party that the, the company is throwing for the launch of a new, a new product or something. Mm -hmm. Would it be a Christmas movie then? Well, I would say that it, it kind of works because it's a Christmas film, right? Cause it wasn't, wasn't some of the points that like they did this on Christmas because, or Christmas Eve was because like no one would really be in the building because everyone's off on holidays and like the people who Fair. are there are having a party and are having are like intoxicated and like easy to easy targets. Fair point. So it has so, to be some kind of 
holiday. So it would have to be a holiday and one big enough that everyone will be off. It could possibly have been like a Thanksgiving movie and like they did it on like the day after Thanksgiving or something like that or Mm -hmm. some day that the whole building is closed or something. I feel like most places in America at least don't necessarily close everything um, other than like Christmas the or the New Year's possibly. I think you've actually convinced me because I think literally the only holiday where everyone is off is Christmas and kind of that rolls into New Year's. Okay. So are we saying that it's higher now on the spectrum of Christmas movies? I think we're saying that the script does call for it being on the Christmas holiday. So I take that back. All right. So you hear it. Yes. It is a Christmas film. It is a Christmas film. I convinced you. I got you. (laughs) All right. So we got it. This is a Christmas film. But what what dish would it be? Oh, that's a hard one. So, so we, can we just flavors, summarize like? the flavors again? I think it's like a, a mixture of flavors here. And c- could you tell me to the degree of what you think is like a primary flavor and what would be like a secondary flavor in this? So I think spicy because I think it's surprising. Surprise is spicy. Happy is sweet. Sad is salty. Fear is bitter. Disgust is sour. And anger is umami. So I feel like it has to be a spicy, bitter dish with some umami in there, and then maybe some some layer of sweetness on it. What is what does that scream out to you? Doesn't sound particularly appetizing. <laughs> I think usually bitter when it's used in food is like it's usually not the primary flavor. It's like a underpinning flavor that strengthens some of the other flavors. So I have a I have a pitch for you. Okay, I'm thinking. It is a Christmas film, right? You said primarily it is spicy. I think so. And bitter. So I would actually say that it is equally bitter as it is happy because I think this film, similar to Home Alone and different than Violent Nights, doesn't focus as much on the like realness of the deaths and the realness of what's actually happening. It's still like a heightened joyride experience. Like an action an action. Right. 80s action flick. Yeah. As opposed to like Violent Night, which really was like, like this is actual death happening and there's blood and guts and gore and yeah. uh, other things like that. This movie was like, like this is just a one-on-one cowboy rampaging to save his wife and he's going to get there at all costs kind of thing. Okay. I can see that. You're saying it's happy, fear, or like the main... F- or Those are the two tertiary like supplemental flavors. I think the main flavor is surprise surprise and anger or which which just surprise it will be the main flavor i think so this is something i don't i don't get a ton of anger from this really i think i get more like like i feel like anger should be like the film is trying to like tell us something that it's angry about right and this film really isn't angry about anything that deeply it's just kind of a, a dumb action movie a great dumb action movie but a dumb action so movie. it would be surprise happy and fear would be the, the main three leaning primarily on surprise so that's where like it yes. flips the christmas thing where normal christmas film would be primarily happy with some fear and surprise and sadness in there i think mm-hmm. this one is primarily surprised and it has the other ones as the tertiary or secondary kind of smaller flavors correct so I'm, and in terms of flavor, surprise would be spicy, happy would be sweet, fear would be bitter, and sad 
sad would be a little salty. So I also think this feels like it's a satisfying film to where like it feels like you ate a good hearty meal. So it has to be something filling by the end, right? So I was actually going to pitch that it was not going to be dessert like the last two. Yeah. I, um, I was thinking maybe it would be like possibly a holiday ham. That's exactly where I was going as well. Maybe it has like a, a holiday ham and it's been glazed with like a spicy, like a Dijon mustard kind of... Um, we, we, we went to similar glaze. things again. Yes. Great. I think, yeah. I, I found a recipe for a mango habanero glazed ham. Oh, okay. Which is like that a mixture good. of sweet and spicy. So mm -hmm. I think mustard adding in there and that habanero and I guess mango could work. Yeah. I think some spiciness to it, like a spicy meat dish where you can also get bitterness or maybe like on the side, it has like some arugula or, or maybe it's, it, it, is topped with dill or something like that on top. That would be but, good. You know, something that thyme, some kind of, or maybe green. it's baked with like Brussels sprouts and and different things. I could see like how you could bake a ham and then you can maybe throw in some like some artichokes and some some like some artichokes, some Brussels sprouts, and maybe some other greens that are like these more bitter greens. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you can kind of cook it in the pan. And as that, that ham juice kind of goes and seeps out and the, the vegetables maybe absorb some of that flavor of the ham and the meatiness and get, you know, crispy and juicy from all that. So you have like a ham served that's a little spicy, a little spicy ham that's like a little salty, but here's and my pitch sweet a little bit, but it has those bitter veggies that kind of bring it together. I love it. Here's my pitch. A okay. Nakatomi Plaza Tower ham tower. So you you like stick a giant skewer in the middle and then you take layers of ham and you cut them out into squares and then you layer them with other things like pineapple could be one thing. Uh, you could have what it's like a spicy thing. Um, I mean, like you said, like some peppers, peppers, different peppers. peppers yeah. So like, like, like you have layers of peppers, peppers and but... fruit like inner okay. intercrossed between layers of ham. And then you construct this tower uh, that resembles Nakatomi T Plaza. Okay. I see that you we're still keeping on the building <laughs> structures with our food for Christmas theme. Yes. All I right. want it to be a sure. little excessive because that feels like this film. And then you have a Brussels sprout, John McClane repelling down the side. <laughs> Could be ham hard or ham die hard. ham. Die ham. <laughs> Neither of those are great. <laughs> Anyways, whatever. Ham hard. Ham hard is funny to me, though. I don't know why. So what do you um, think about that Nakatomi ham sure. tower? Nakatomi ham tower that has bitter, spicy, salty, sweet flavors all combined together. You got those fruit, that ham, those different bitter greens in there to all make up and wrap up this fulfilling Christmas dish. You know, it's not like an overly sweet dessert, uh, traditional Christmas dish like we had for Home Alone and Miracle on 34th Street, but we do have a Christmas dish that would still be a Christmas dish and is still a Christmas movie, just like for Christmas. You know, you're not going to just be eating cookies all day, right? You also have to have that, the, this Nagatomi ham tower of, you know, on your, on your, your table as well, right? So something a little filling. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I think that this movie meets that requirement of a filling Christmas movie. Perfect. Great. Well, this is going to be the wrapping up of our Christmas trilogy for this year. I will say I really like this, actually. I want to do more of these. I want to do more next Christmas on um, just like other films. Like you mentioned Harry Potter. I think that would be an interesting one to do. And like, mm -hmm. there's so many films that could possibly be Harry, like not Harry, could possibly be Christmas movies or possibly not. You know, this year we we did we got three for three. We, we decided that all three films we did were Christmas movies. So I'm, I'm interested to, to really put this hypothesis to test and see what films are or not Christmas movies. And I'd also love you, to do more deep dives into different genres as well. And see that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Also, I guess we want to do, I kind of want to do other deep dives in different genres. So let us know on at film cookbook on Twitter or on Instagram and let us know what other deep dives of uh, different genres you would like us to do. And thank you to listen for listening to us and following us. It's been a good first few months and we're looking forward to this next year. Yeah. I think we're every podcast I think has a rough start, right? Like no podcast you would listen to the first episode and be like, wow, this is the best produced and made podcast ever. So I think, thank you for listening to us so far and I hope you continue listening and, and, to hear us grow in terms of quality and as a whole. So yeah, I hope you look forward to what we produce this year. Happy, happy holidays. Happy, happy holidays. New happy new year. Bye. Bye everyone. Not a Christmas movie. It's a goddamn Bruce Willis movie. So a yippee ki yay to all of you motherfuckers. Good night.